Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for Bart Reed, Drive Time Sports Insider for everything basketball in Arkansas. Bart is a former college player here in Arkansas and has worked alongside many of the top college prospects in Arkansas with his pure sweat skills and drill program. Bart Reed is brought to you by Arch Street Wheel and Tire. And mention the buzz when you buy four tires and you get a free alignment. Now, here's Bart Reed. Okay, so Tommy Smith is with us, and you just heard that Bart Reed's with us. So, Bart, I just have to tell you up front, Tommy Smith is on the show with us today. Randy's out, and yeah. hey, a lot Rick. of people hey, a lot of people were calling to talk to Tommy. So we'll talk with you hey, some guys. about basketball, but you make <laughs> let's you talk let's talk bit, round huh? ball. <laughs> hey man, I get it. When a legend's on, you gotta take a back seat. So I'm, I'm fine with that. Because wow. we don't get that opportunity very often. I, I will say this, but, but we got Boom Shakalaka here on the on on hold. But before we get to him, uh, your thoughts on Eric Musselman's kind of? Um, he talked about the team a lot today. We've talked about it earlier, even in the week, about how defense appears to be a strength, and you just don't hear that in June. Are you surprised by that? I'm not, which is so – this is such a defensive-oriented team. And really, I've, I've said this many times, that last year the driver to everything was defense. Defense, defense, defense. And I think Coach Musselman's ability to get those many scouting reports within the scouting reports and give those to the guys, and they're able to digest that, react, and play on the fly a lot of times, it does not surprise me. I think he brings an NBA-level, NBA high-level attack strategic attack on defense and I think that's going to carry over and I think this team has a ton of lockdown defenders that can guard multiple spots on the court well they can score too can't they they sure can in a hurry but you know what scoring sometimes does not travel defense always travels so I think he feels like he's hedging his bets and if he can get a little bit of both I think that's a great thing okay all right, well, Bart's going to be with us. Obviously, Tommy Smith's on today, and let's go to Boom Shakalaka. How you doing, Boom? I'm great, man, Tommy. Boom! I haven't heard from you in a long time, man. You don't come no. on my radio show. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, I listened to, to talk radio for about a month, and I would listen around, listen around, but I've gotten so hooked and do a classic 70s rock right now. Really? Yes, I have. Uh, I mean, I am really, really into it. Who's your favorite? Oh, God, Eagles, by okay. far, by far. Well, they're good, yeah. I talked to somebody that uh, went to their concert about three days ago said they're still great. Yeah, yeah, the, the harmony. Do you, ever, do you ever listen to your uh, ex-brother in radio, Tom Woods, channel ever think of it? I, I talk to Tom uh, frequently. He's good. Well, I missed you last week. He's a good old boy. Oh, he's a good guy. I uh, I missed you uh, your last week, man. I wanted to call in. You you gave me several names and stuff. And, you know, we're uh, as I was. If I was Tony to pick Ricky Tony, I'd tell you right now, with the World Series in Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, boom shaka like a boom shaka like a like. Well, you know my. My, my illegitimate stepfather, Sherman Chocolaka. <laughs> <laughs> named, and we all know Roger, too. So, man, I just called him to tell you it's good times. I, I see your boy Henry and Johnny Godfrey and, wow. uh, all the time, you know, but uh, not enough. They're, not still, they're, not, they're not still playing baseball, are they? 
Uh, you know, we played in the uh, 65 and over world championships in Phoenix. Wow. Sure did. Wow. And, uh, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, Henry's scared of the COVID. He won't hardly come out of the house. But if, if you get him over there by himself at third base, he's still pretty damn good. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that, Rick, playing in the World Series over 65? No. Nice. (laughs) 73 and over team. How many do you think there are in the World Series? 73 and over? Yes. In which? Still pitching, no machine pitching. And where do they play this? 13 last year. 13? Where is is this World Series? It's in Phoenix, Mason. Okay. We play at all the major league stadiums. No Really, Rick? Been going on for this will be the, this is the thirty fifth year. Rainwater's played in this league. He hit a home run off. I mean, he'll tell you every time. Wow! Wow! He closed his eyes and swung as hard as he could. He deserves it. He's a guy. He's a guy. That's right. Well, good to see y'all. All right. Go Hogs! Thanks, Boom Shakalaka. Yeah, they were. Uh, they called me and asked me to start naming the the top announcers. And Arkansas Radio. And I said, well, you got Randy, you got uh, Broadway Joe, who is a pioneer, and one hell of a man, one hell of a man. And, of course, I think the most talented guy ever in Little Rock Radio was Craig. Craig oh, yeah. oh, yeah. But uh, I've still got his CDs on his prank calls. <laughs> he was yeah. good. He was yeah. the most talented ever, yeah. Rick. Yeah. Nobody had touched that. Oh, but really uh, but nobody's going to touch Bob's record of being on the radio since 1967. Wow. Goodness. <laughs> I shiver. Goodness. Okay, so that, that was before Arkansas was any good at basketball, 1967. You know who the coach was? It was uh, Glenn Rose. Yeah. And then, and then Duddy Waller. How in that. the hell do you come up with a coach named Duddy? <laughs> First of all, how'd you get the name Duddy? Un- unfortunately, uh, his years were kind of yeah. They played us. out, and yeah. then 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 they uh, had to run the Razorbacks with uh, Lanny uh, Van yeah. Heeman. That's right. So, Bart, aren't you glad you weren't around for those days? I mean, you're, you're young; you don't remember <laughs> hey, those. I, I don't. I don't. But I do remember the Eagles. Uh, with I, I'm glad Randy called in. I guess he called in sick today because he lost the bet. I mean, the Celtics got beat. Is that why he's not in? I don't there? know. If, no, no. He called I, we, that no, one. No. no, no, no. We said yesterday that Randy wouldn't be on today, so we couldn't uh, say I, anything I, about it. Can you imagine, Bart, a guy that's superstitious so he won't watch his team live? Well, now, I don't know if he watched the game last night or not. If he didn't, now he has reason to watch because it didn't make any difference, did it? It didn't. Yeah, and all, all those day. prognosticators, I watched them yesterday. I rarely watch NBA. I'm sorry. But to a man, they all said Boston would win mm. double digits. Wow. Yep. So it just goes to show you they don't know. Okay, so Bart, why why did Golden State win last night, and why are they so good still, uh, even though Curry's 34 and uh, some of the other guys are a little bit older, why are they still so good? Well, I think it's some of it. If you, if Steve Kerr has an old throwback system where the ball moves so well kind of like in the college game. I mean, they move the ball extremely well. And I've said this for a long time. Curry is a unselfish superstar, and there's not a whole bunch of them out there. So that doesn't uh, – you can't understate that. But it's this simple. Steph Curry's the best player on the court. The team with the best player is usually going to win, especially when you get a, a couple of games at home where 
role players at home play extremely well, and role players on the road don't play as well, which was very typical of the case uh, the other night when Boston lost that game. But I just think even though the uh, the Warriors are not what they were, because you can see that they're moving a little bit slower, I think Draymond Green had probably the worst series I've seen him play in, a, in quite some time. Let me, ask all, let me ask all of you this. How great a coach is Steve Kerr? Great. One of the he'll go down as one of the greatest. I don't know if that was his ninth ring, including when he was a player and a coach. But I tell I, me, mean, I love him. I think he has revolutionized the game. He, he attacks it with a handoff approach. He really delegates. He believes in his guys. Like I, I love it. I love watching him coach. Hmm. Well, do you think Curry? Now you're seeing all these people saying, you know, a year ago people thought he was finished, and he comes back and has this great year. Four championships in eight years. Yep. It's hard to decide who to take out of the all-time top ten, but is he moving into the all-time top ten players in NBA history? Rick, you have to put him in that list now, right? I mean, so we were they were holding another ring over his head that he needed another one without Kevin Durant, which I didn't think he did to break the top ten. I don't know if you agree, but I think he no. belongs there. No. He's, He's up the there. Three-point record. He's up he, there. He, and guys, he plays on both ends. He's an underrated defender. He plays extremely well, and, and what a leader he is on the team. I, he's definitely a top ten. I don't know <laughs> who you take out, but he's got to be in that list. No doubt about it. That is hard for guys like Tommy and I who grew up watching Oscar Robertson and Will Chamberlain and Bill Russell. Sure. I mean, those those three to me are the first guys from that era that I would put in there. Uh, well, now, you, you grew up watching them. I never grew up. <laughs> okay, uh, you were at an age where they were on TV. They, yes, back there, yes. there wasn't a lot of NBA on TV back well, then. Uh, and, I, and we still get into these arguments with uh, Marcus on about LeBron and all that kind of stuff, and how good he is. Is it him or is it Michael Jordan? And, and they were both awfully good. But I, I always bring this up that um, Will Chamberlain never gets mentioned. No, he averaged right. fifty points a game one year. <laughs> fifty points a game, he averaged. That that means he, he did it every time he played. He was somewhere in that neighborhood. Nobody else has ever he, been in that neighborhood. Uh, Rick, you could, by championships, Bill Russell has to be in that conversation. Oh, 11. You could 11. you you could ask fifty guys out there who Wilt Chamberlain was, and I bet half of them wouldn't know. Oh, I don't know. He was pretty much a celebrity. Anybody that's say forty or over, oh, 20, okay, okay, twenty-two, you might not know who he was. No, no, yeah, no. And you might not know who Bill Russell was if you're 22 years old, but they, uh, they get yeah, lost. Just like, hey, just like Bart just said, 11 championships. No, nobody else is in that league. Nope. Yeah. Nope. So, and and they had some great shootouts with each other. Okay, we got a call for either Tommy or Bart or all of us from Stephen Magnolia. Steve, thanks for calling. Hey, Steve. Hello, gentlemen. Where? <laughs> Thank uh, you. Bart, yeah, thanks for uh, that was. Uh, Steve Kerr's ninth ring to win. He won five as a player, wow. and now he's won four as a coach. Goodness. That's wow. a lot. That's, that's impressive. Incredible. So he's right there with uh, Popovich getting... and Phil Jackson and uh, yeah. Pat Riley. Well, he's closing on Russell, yep. isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And he's got some more in him. I don't know how much longer he wants to coach, what he's got left to accomplish, but, wow, that's impressive. Uh, from what what I uh, saw last night in the uh, post game, he said he wants to go as long as he can. 
Well, you have some years left. Wait, okay, Steve, you want to hold or fold? Yeah, I'll hold because uh, I got a, okay. a couple of other things. Okay, I'm going to put you on hold. We've got Bart Reed on for another segment here. Tommy Smith on for the rest of the show. Hey, Bart knows his stuff. He does. And we will be back with more of Drive Time Sports right after this. Drive Time Sports, tapped with refreshing sports opinion on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports, Randy Rainwater out tonight. We've got Bart Reed on with us. We've got uh, Tommy Smith in the studio. That's been a big deal. And let's go back to Steve and Magnolia. Steve, Steve held through the break, and then we couldn't quite get that done. Sorry about that. So, Bart, they finally did announce today that Arkansas is going to go to Europe and play in Spain and Italy. What do you think about that trip, and what's the benefit to Arkansas? Well, I think any time you can go with a new group of uh, players and have that kind of com- camaraderie relationship building and just getting that exposure to one another early, early in the basketball season has to be a huge benefit for the players and coaches alike. So, First of all, I love it. It's a great opportunity for the for the young men to go over there. I think they'll play some excellent competition. But they do get a jump start. I mean, these are competitive games. Europe is a highly skilled basketball area where they're running a lot of the same stuff that we're doing and even a little bit ahead as far as ball screens and dribble handoffs. So it's a good opportunity to test that defense we were just talking about. So, hey, I think it's any little bit matters, especially when you have the NCAA restrictions that they have. So, it's a, it's a huge opportunity, that, uh, and I think just a once-in-a-lifetime chance for the kids to get to go over there and, and really be exposed to that type of stuff. What type of competition do you think they'll see in Spain and Italy? And, and does it matter? I mean, or just the fact that they're uh, playing, is that what counts the most? Well, I think it all it, – you know, it's a good point. I think it's going to – you'll see excellent competition. I've, basketball, the different levels in on the European game – especially in those two areas, it's going to be extremely high level. So they're going to be challenged, and they'll probably have some games where they they uh, they bump them and, and kind of roll over them, but it's still the overall experience that they'll get. I think they will get challenged. Uh, they will see some different things, and they will see usually what I would say much older players, extremely physical with, with high levels of skill, and then you have you know to adapt to the international rules. So, I think it's all a win. I do think that they will be challenged and will be pushed over there for sure, Rick. There's some really good players and really good basketball. International rules. What what are what are differences that uh, they would notice? Well, basketball for one would be different. So the basketball difference, the lane is different. Yeah. Um, you know, just basic things like we, you know, you can grab the ball off the rim when it hits the rim. You can swipe it off. Uh-huh. But here we, you know, you can't basket interfere. They set what we call European screens there, which is they they turn their butt towards, which is illegal here. So there's a, some subtle differences. But listen, if you talk to the NBA guys when they go play the Olympic Games, they have trouble just adjusting to the ball because they play a true leather ball that feels significantly different than the FIBA ball they play with over there. So little bitty things, as you know, Rick, in the game can disrupt what a player's routine or what they're used to day-to-day is. So any little change will be a big deal, especially when you're that far away from home. Well, that's interesting because if all those things make a difference, is is it still 
can that be detrimental for these guys playing under those conditions for preparing to play NCAA basketball? No, I don't think so at all. I think I think there's plenty enough time to come back, and that's why they have that during the summer, and they can go come back, and you know they'll be well adjusted. And stepping over to that and playing a couple of weeks is certainly not going to override muscle memory for what they have for the years that they played the game. No, I, it's strictly an opportunity to really grow and expand the game and expose our college players to European level basketball as we want to try to create really a kind of one world basketball scenario here. So. But, no, they'll adjust just fine. But I I think all the rules and different things and just the travel create to the overall complexity. That's going to be a tough trip, and they're going to have to get over there. It's not going to be all fun and games. Coach Musselman, as we know, is going to prepare, and they're going to go in every game to try to win or at least put their best foot forward. Okay, so, Tommy, you're going all over the place these days. You ever been to Spain or have you ever been to Italy? Went to Scotland. That, That was it, but I loved it. But yeah. uh, as far as uh, the mainland of Europe, no. Okay, so Bart, one of the other uh, real benefits of a thing like this is they're playing four games in 11 days. We know how serious Eric Musselman takes basketball. But i got to believe they're going to be able to see some things that otherwise these guys would never see. You think I'm correct on absolutely. that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They'll have time built in for that, as you know. And four games in 11 days, that's Coach Musselman's used to Ironman minutes. These guys, they'll they'll have plenty of time to go see all the things they want to see, and I'm sure that the university's got some great things planned. That is really a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. As you're asking, Tommy, you know, I've never been to Europe as well, so it just kind of goes to how big this is for these young kids to be able to go over there and experience some of this stuff. You're right. They're going to Madrid. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess they'll limit any bullfighting opportunities, don't you think? (laughs) That's right up your alley. Oh no, I don't think so. I don't know about that. Anyway, that's that's a that's a good trip. Okay, so they also uh, since we've had you on, they announced the Big Twelve Challenge. Arkansas has been Baylor. successful every time they've played at home. They've lost every time they've played on the road, and this time they have to go to Baylor. Well, what do you think of that matchup? I think with this, with the current roster that's coming over, I think really as you step in, and I think Coach Drew's done it exceptional job over there and always has a ton of talent so I think that's going to be a tough matchup because he gets some of the tallest longest most athletic kids uh that the college game has to offer but I love this team that we're having we've talked about this if we can get the synergy early and we can get some rhythm and we can get a rotation I don't think that we're worried about the competition I think we're worried about can we step up and get motivated to play each game? Because I think we match up with anybody in the country right away, as I feel like we have three NBA draft picks in our starting lineup and probably some ones even coming off the bench. So I think it's a great matchup. I think the Arkansas can go and win on the road and compete against anyone and beat anyone. All right, fun question. You ready, Rick? Sure. (laughs) Who was your very first NBA hero i went with jerry west uh i think oscar robertson okay well, i know i have to go back before then okay so my grandparents lived in st louis so i didn't see him play very much but i was so used to listening to the cardinals on no the they didn't else, have tv that back I would, then, that did I, they? Uh, yes they did it was a, mostly black and white I'm but I was, I was so listening to the cardinals on the radio that when i'd be up there at christmas time i'd listen to the hawks 
on the radio. So yeah. I have to say, Bob Pettit, Cliff Hagen, guys like that, I remember listening to, but I'm not sure I hardly ever saw them play, so that's why Oscar Robertson would be the first one I saw that I really liked. How about you, Bart? Oh, that's easy. Michael Jordan, MJ. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah. a young guy. Yeah, and Larry Bird, and who? And then Larry Bird after that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they were. Well, re, how about uh, you, Tommy? Who was the first one you liked? Uh, Jerry West. Oh yeah, you just. Said well, that. Uh, baseball player. Or, real, real quick, baseball player. Well, also again, my grandparents lived in St. Louis. The first game I ever saw as a kid, Stan Musial hit a home run. So. I'd have to say he was the first now, uh, and I've liked a lot of Cardinals. Bob Gibson was my absolute favorite pitcher. And then when I started liking the Orioles, too, certainly Jim Palmer, Brooks Robinson, Cal Ripken, Frank Robinson. Loved watching him. Just one. Those guys. Just yeah. one. Okay. Just one. Well, my, Mine would my be. first one. And my I, first one's Dan Musial. In 1967, yeah. my dad took me to a Cub game, and the uh, other team was the Dodgers. Guess okay. who was pitching? Well, it wasn't Koufax. He was through by then. No, it wasn't. Fer- Ferguson Jenkins for the Cubs? No. Uh, it, was, it was 66 then. Uh, it was. Well, uh, if it, yeah, it had to be 66 if yeah. it was Koufax. I'm old. I don't remember. But he <laughs> threw a one-hitter, and ever Dude. since then, he's been my man. Sandy Koufax. Okay, well, Bart, thanks a lot. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Thanks, okay. Bart. Thanks, Tom. It's-